CCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. I've got in my hand right now an article that was published by Fox News December 15th, 2022, and they reported that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reportedly removed statistics on defensive gun use in the United States following pressure from gun control advocates. In other words, the gun control advocates don't want the public to know how many times defensive gun use has saved lives or stopped crimes, stopping carjackings and robberies and burglaries and murders. Now listen to this. The article says the states uh, sourced from a CDC commission study finding that instances of defensive gun use occur between 60,000 and 2.5 million times per year. References to that study were deleted from the site following private meetings with gun control advocates in 2021. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the United States Supreme Court has upheld that the Second Amendment to the Constitution is an individual right, but yet there are many questions that people have, many are thinking about. For instance... Is it ever right for a Christian to shoot another individual? Is it right for a Christian to practice self-defense? What about the commandment that says, thou shalt not kill? What about the scripture that says, turn the other cheek? Or vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Or what about Jesus saying, put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Can a person be pro-gun and pro-life? Is there a difference between self-defense and vengeance? Should a Christian ever own a gun? And importantly, does the Bible address these issues? Well, we thank you for joining us today. It's our privilege to have in studio Dr. David Brown, pastor emeritus of the First Baptist Church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, master's in theology and a Ph.D. in history. He specializes in the history of the English Bible. Pastor Brown, thank you for being with us today. Well, it's great to be with you today, Jim, and uh, clarify some of those questions that you were talking about. Well, let me first ask you, you've been a pastor for over 40 years, some 50 years in ministry. Um, Why are you addressing this issue? What does this have to do with spreading the gospel or building believers up in the faith? Well, the truth is that um, as it is uh, was in the days of Noah, so it's also be in the days of the Son of Man, violence on every hand. And uh, I believe it's biblical, and we will demonstrate it today, that um, we have a, a right to protect our life, Jim, and people need to know that because uh, there is a lot of smokescreen being blown around and telling you it breaks the Ten Commandments and Jesus was a pacifist and all those type of things and God would never endorse uh, uh, protecting yourself, and it's just not true. Well, you're certainly aware of the debate that's going on in gun control oh, right yes. now, and and it seems to intensify every time we're made aware of, of a mass shooting. And if we would just get rid of the guns, we're told we wouldn't have these problems and uh, there would be no more violence. How do you respond? You just said violence, you know, at the times of Noah, would the the wiping away of all these guns off the planet uh, uh, take care of the violence? Oh, uh, it would not because uh, some of the countries who have uh, put uh, total bans on guns, uh, knives and uh, 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 sharp weapons, clubs have been used. Uh, they'll commit violence. Uh, people have a, a mind when they're unsafe. People have a mind to uh, really do evil. And so, uh, you know, gun laws, they say, well, make all the gun laws. Well, the criminals are still going to get the gun laws, are still going to go around the gun laws, where us who have a constitutional right and a biblical right of self-defense, uh, well, they are the ones who are criticized. It's like saying, overweight people, I think we ought to just outlaw silverware, and that would take care of all of the overweight. It's not true, Jim, and they make a lot of uh, false accusations. 
to try and buttress their arguments. Well, and again, you mentioned clubs and people. There's when people start looking at the statistics of killings by baseball bats and hammers. Yes, I mean it is just uh, off the charts there as well. It is. And so then we also say uh, people will ask, well, if we just had uh, different gun laws and we prohibited certain people from having guns. Uh, when people break the law, it doesn't matter what the law says, they're going to f- to, to find their weapon of choice. Well, uh, Milwaukee and uh, other, uh, M- Madison, uh, what we're having here is there's a lot of gun laws on the books, but they're not enforcing them. There's plenty of gun laws on the books, but if they haven't shot somebody, there's people who are let off again and again and again. Uh, and they used gun in a crime, Jim. Mm-hmm. And so more gun laws isn't going to uh, make the criminals follow those laws. I also find it interesting that when there are mass shootings, the media will pick up on the story. You're going to see it day after day after day. However, when there's a story involving self-defense, stopping a violent crime, uh, or some tragedy from taking place, Things like this rarely will get national attention, sometimes local attention, but the story dies very quickly. Well, uh, I've known two situations like that, and it was only locally reported. It wasn't even touched by uh, the national media. And I even think of uh, uh, a particular church shooting that that happened in a well-known pastor. And if it wasn't for uh, two off-duty policemen who took uh, care of this uh a uh, man that was a woman and and child, uh, that was, it would just happen to be that they reported that one because he's a nationally known personality, but that's happened all over the United yeah. States, and you hear people stepping up and stopping it, and you hear nothing about it on the liberal media, Jim. Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk, our topic, the Bible's teaching on self-defense. So, Pastor, some would argue that God expects believers to be pacifists, to turn the other cheek, like it says in Matthew 5. Is God a pacifist Does and, and expect us to be one as well? Well, that's two questions, and I'm going to go to the turn the other cheek, and then we'll look about whether God's a pacifist or not. But when it's talking about Matthew chapter 5, uh, 38 through 48, um, you know, how you handle persecution, that's turn the other cheek. When somebody goes after you, somebody harasses you, you're supposed to turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, those type of things. But when your life is on the line, um, the Bible teaches that you can defend yourself, Jim. They're two different animals. And (laughs) per God being a pacifist, excuse me, Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. Mm. And then we look at Psalm 144, verse 1, uh, the Psalm of David, blessed be the Lord, uh, strength, uh, the, be the Lord my strength. And it says this, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Um, very clear from the word. God is not a pacifist. He sent Israel into war numerous times, and they were to go and possess the promised land, Jim. That was a part of God's command. And so, is God a pacifist? No. Uh, When somebody's harassing you, somebody's teasing you, you should turn the other cheek. But when your life's on the line, Biblically, you have a right to protect yourself. One of the uh, Ten Commandments uh, you're well familiar with, thou shalt not kill. How do we deal with this issue? Yeah, number six, and a lot of pacifists try and use that, the Quakers, the Amish, the Mennonites, uh, and then individual pacifists. But uh, this is where uh, a good word study book, a Strong's Concordance, if you would, uh, we see the word thou shalt not kill, and it's the Hebrew word rotshak. And it's translated murder or murderer 14 times. It's uh, translated slay or slayer 17 times. And uh, here's what I have in my Adam Clark commentary. This commandment, which is general, prohibits murder of every kind. Uh, The sixth commandment, he goes on to say, has in view the taking away of life of another through private malice, revenge, or cold-blooded murder. Mm. And that's why 
When it says thou shalt not kill, it's talking about thou shalt not murder. You shall not slay people. You shall not kill them in cold blood. It's not talking about a number of things. There's a number of things that are permissible to take a life in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's deal with another Bible uh, passage that people use, and they will use thou shalt not kill as a means that, that you should never take the life of another, even in self-defense, which right. the Bible does not teach that at all. Right. Uh, but there's another verse in the New Testament, Romans 12, saying, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Are we supposed to just leave things up to God for vengeance if, if somebody is coming to do ill against me or my wife or my family? Uh, no, no. You're, you're expected to uh, be able to uh, protect yourself, and God gives you uh, that. But you are not to uh, take matters into your own hands. You are not to be a vigilante. Now, if, uh, if somebody comes and... Uh, uh, kill somebody near and dear to me. If I have a chance to defend them there, I should defend them. Uh, but by the same token, um, if they get away and we find uh, out who did it, it is not up to me to go out and to hunt them down and take matters as a vigilante into my own hands. And that's the focus here in relationship to that. We have the right of self-defense but by the same token, we do not take the law into our own hands to even the score, Jim. Okay, and so that's really going to take us to uh, a study that you had of uh, indicating the at least four circumstances in the Bible when killing is not murder. And you were just talking about, you know, upholding the law. And the, the first uh, instance that you provide when killing is not murder uh, is listed as being military service or law enforcement. Oh, yes, and uh, where we get that, it, it's it's quite clear in relationship to Romans chapter 13. Romans 13, uh, 3 and 4. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he uh, is the minister of God to thee for good. But, listen to this, if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. And here's the phrase, he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon them that do evil. Uh, it's, it's, It's very clear there that uh, if you're uh, fighting in war to protect your nation, uh, if you have to kill people, I, I work as a military chaplain and have had to work with people. I'm registered as a PTSD counselor, and it's difficult when you're in war and you do have to counsel somebody. There's left, or there, you do have to kill somebody. There's a lot of times leftovers, even for that, for police and so on and so forth. But that is allowable. And the same way with law enforcement. Uh, the Bible made it clear that there are a bunch of capital crimes. And if, uh, uh, <laughs> if a policeman kills somebody uh, in the line of duty, that is, that is not murder. That is not murder, Jim. It's clear from the Scriptures. Okay, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to come back with this to understand uh, the role of law enforcement, and uh, it's really God who established our government. It is. Friends, we'll be back in one minute. We're talking with Pastor David Brown here on Crosstalk Today, the Bible's teaching on self-defense. We'll be back in one minute here on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, popular creation speaker and author with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, some people say that they don't believe in God because they can't see him. Is this a legitimate argument? No, I don't think it is, Chris. Now, it does take faith to believe in God, but we see all sorts of evidence of him. We see the results of what he has done. We see many truths in the Bible verified by science and history and thus have a good reason to have faith in the rest. Chris, it amuses me to see so many people believing in aliens. We've never seen an alien. We've searched the heavens with fine detail and can find no clue that anything is out there. But they'll believe in aliens before they believe in God. 
Life is so complex that it must have been created. And that's the Back to Genesis truth. Thank you, Dr. John. For more information on the foundational principles set forth in Genesis, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Dr. David Brown, our guest here today, Pastor Emeritus of the First Baptist Church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, talking about the Bible's teaching on self-defense. And right now we're looking at at least four circumstances in the Bible when killing is not murder. And we've mentioned the first, that of military service and law enforcement. And again, Pastor, we need to understand that it is God who set up government. And and really, the the role of these uh, civil servants is to put terror in in evildoers. That's exactly what Romans chapter 13, verse 4 says. Uh, The rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil, and God set them up. I'd like to read, if I might, Jim, I uh, pulled this out of my commentary by Dr. John Gill. He's one of my favorites back in 1700s. Dr. Gill uh, says a killing of a man is in lawful war or in the defense of oneself, Uh, when his own life is in danger, the execution of malefactors uh, by the hands or the order of civil magistrate, capital punishment, and uh, accidental killing, the killing of a man unawares, without any design, are not to be reckoned as breaches of the Sixth Commandment. Hmm. And so uh, it's clear that they understand uh, that, you know, now moving on to capital punishment. Uh, I think of um, the, this is the second uh, reason, second, second reason, circumstance, second yeah. circumstance. When Noah got off of the ship, got off of the ark, the first thing that he did is uh, give this law in Genesis nine six: Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For man's been made in the image of God. Now it worked different back then before. Human government was put into function, but uh, when somebody murdered somebody, uh, the family was able to go after them. Now, according to Romans, again, chapter uh, uh, 13, verse 4, uh, it has to be the the government who uh, calls for capital punishment. But it is very interesting in uh, the Bible, uh, capital punishment for rape, capital punishment for adultery, capital punishment mm. for murder— uh, there's a bunch of other things that were uh, listed as uh, capital punishment possibilities in the Old Testament. Uh, and so uh, God gave the civil government the authority to put offenders to death, Jim. He laid things out that said, these are capital crimes worthy of death. So we're looking at four circumstances in the Bible when killing is not murder. We mentioned military service and law enforcement. Number two, capital punishment. Number three, accidental death. Yeah, that uh, that can be tragic. Um, I, uh, My mother had friends when they were growing up. They were twins, Sonny and Bunny. And uh, the young boy was cleaning a rifle, didn't realize that it was loaded and it shot and it killed his twin sister. Uh, and that's an accidental death. Numbers chapter 35, 22 and 23, it says, if, uh, but if he thrust him suddenly without enmity, um, you turn around and you poke somebody with something and it killed them, or have cast upon him anything without lying in wait, uh, just think you don't realize that somebody is at the bottom of the hayloft and you throw a, a, a bale of hay out to feed the animals and there's a child underneath there that didn't read it. Tragic, yes, but he wasn't planning to kill him. Verse 23, or with any stone uh, wherewith a man may die, it says, seeing him not and cast it upon him that he die uh, and was not his enemy, neither sought his harm, um, that is accidental death. And in the Old Testament, there were cities of refuge Mm -hmm. where these people would go. They would be tried, but if it was an accidental death, uh, they were not, that was not considered 
a breach of the sixth commandment. Jim. Okay, and so the fourth circumstance in the Bible when killing is not murder, we just mentioned accidental death. The last one that we're going to mention here is self-defense. Well, that's very interesting. Um, men in biblical times, First uh, Samuel twenty-five thirteen, and David said unto his men, Gird up uh, ye every man his sword, and they gird up every man his sword, and David also gird his sword, and they went up 400 men, and 200 men sto- uh, uh, stayed back to uh, be able to protect the stuff. But I'm thinking about uh, what we read uh, in um, building the wall. Uh, in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, here's what this says. Uh, it says, They which builded on the wall, and they which bear burdens... Uh, it says, with those that laden, that carried, every one with one hands, one of his hands, wrought in work, and with the other hand held a weapon. Verse 18, for the builders, every one had his sword girt by his side, and so builded, and he that sounded the trumpet uh, was by me. In other words, uh, there was people who were trying to stop them and would have killed them from rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem. And so they were ordered to have your trowel in one hand, have your sword in the other hand for protection so that they could not come upon you and kill you and keep you from doing what you should do. But it's not just Old Testament, Jim. It's not just Old Testament. A lot of people don't realize it when they think about it, but in Matthew chapter 26, verse 50 through 54, uh, Jesus is in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas has gotten his 30 pieces of silver. Uh, They're coming with him with staves and and swords. And uh, as they come to Jesus, Peter pulls his sword. So it's clearly the disciples had a sword. I think he was swiping for Malchus's head. He missed and, and cut off his ear. Uh, Jesus healed his ear instantly and told Peter, put your sword back in there, because swords, or you're only supposed to use weapons for defensive purposes, not offensive purposes. You shouldn't be the aggressor. Yeah, and, so, and this is where it becomes cloudy for some individuals, because Jesus, I mean, he instructed his his disciples to buy a weapon, but here he is rebuking Peter for taking a sword and slicing off the ear of the high priest. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's right. But then uh, while Jesus Christ was there, if you read the context, he says, don't you think I could have called 12 legions of angels to defend myself? And while Jesus was with his disciples, uh, they didn't need to have weapons, though it's clearly that some of them did because Peter had one. But Jesus could have protected them himself. But now, as he's headed to the cross, he tells them, you, you know, you want to, if you don't have a sword, uh, sell your coat, go buy one. And uh, that is letting them know that he's no longer there to be able to protect them, Jim, uh, that they need to be able to defend themselves. And that's what it says in Luke chapter 22 and verse 36. Then said he unto them, but now he that hath a purse... Let them take it. Uh, they didn't have to worry about much food and stuff before that. And hath his script, hath his backpack. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Hmm. So the Lord Jesus Christ endorses. He knows that uh, the byways, the highways and the byways are filled with criminals who wanted to rob people. And he said, go buy a sword so that you can protect yourself. We don't carry around swords today, though I constantly carry a jackknife. But um, uh, the the weapon of choice for protection today is normally a handgun. Mm-hmm. And so um, I uh, carry a handgun. Uh, I'm legal on it, conceal and carry, though there's some places you can't carry it. But our Lord said that that is permissible to defend ourselves. 
Some would indicate that uh, even owning a gun or carrying a gun, like you just referenced, shows a lack of trust in God. Well, um, I uh, would say to that, why did the Lord Jesus Christ then tell his disciples uh, to go and buy a sword? Mm -hmm. Uh, I regularly, Jim, pray for the protection of myself, pray for the protection of my family. Uh, I pray for the protection of my church. And yet I have a deputy sheriff who is the head of our security division at the church. And so I want God's protection, and I pray that I never have to use my gun. Mm -hmm. But I also am glad that I have one because I've been shot at once back in 1981. So I, I know some of the things that are there, and God did protect my life. It never hit me. But the fact is, um, it is not... Uh, untrusting of God to do what the Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples. Yeah, and you know, I think of the other ways, if one would really believe that, well, then you should never secure your doors at nighttime to your home. Right. You should never buy insurance for your home or auto right. uh, and, and so forth. Well, and I'd never buy health insurance because I'd never be sick or never get in an mm -hmm. accident. I'd forget buying the car insurance, and my car insurance, as far as I'm concerned, is way too high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's why we have it. Let, let's also talk about this matter of uh, self-defense and vengeance. Is there a difference between those two? Uh, yes. Uh, vengeance is, is wanting to get even. And if that's what you want and you kill somebody, uh, then you're a murderer. You're a murderer. No, no, no. You don't, you don't do that. Self-defense is when somebody, your life is in danger, Jim. Okay, we're talking with Pastor David Brown and uh, talking on the, the Bible's teaching on self-defense. I would like to mention that you have actually put together a short eight-page booklet that addresses this issue called The Bible's Teaching on Self-Defense, and you're making this available to our listeners. Yes, I am. Uh, it's a, a little booklet. It's not a long one, just like you said, that it's about uh, this one. The modified one is 10 pages long. Uh, if they would send a $2 donation or more, uh, but $2 would do the trick, uh, postage has gone up at one time in a past program. I was able to offer it for less, but $2 donation. If you have to send a check, send it to make it to First Baptist Church, uh, and, and we will send you this. And the address that you would send this to is our post office box. It's First Baptist Church, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. Okay, so this is a short 10-page <clears throat> booklet addresses this issue. The Bible's teaching on self-defense, if you'd like a copy of it. Again, just to cover the printing and the postage expense to get it back to you, send a donation, $2, to First Baptist Church, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, Five three one five four. Just put a sticky note or something on it. Said, please send that. You know, the Bible's teaching on self defense or the self defense booklet. Self defense. Yep. And and uh, he'll know what that is. And I know periodically you've actually held carry conceal classes. Well, yes, we are going to do that again, Jim. Uh, I, I want people to know what the laws are, uh, how to be careful. Uh, if you have children at home. You need to be able to have the gun in the lockbox mm -hmm. where your kids can't get at it. But we're going to offer those conceal and carry classes again at First Baptist Church. And if people are interested in the one that will be coming up in, in, in a while, um, they need to uh, write to me at uh, David, or excuse me, Pastor David L. Brown. you got to have the L there at gmail.com, Pastor David L. Brown at gmail.com. Just send an email and just mention you're interested in the class, and he'll provide you more information. There is a cost for the class, but he'll give you those details. Friends, our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Taking your questions or brief comments, 1-800-733-9829. We'll be right back. Entertainment has become the draw to build churches and youth groups. Meanwhile, sound biblical teaching has fallen off the cliff. To many, it's all about numbers and little about the Bible. Play the Flute, a powerful DVD, addresses this issue head on. Play the Flute tells the story of one youth leader who would not give up 
who would not surrender to the apathy taking over his new youth group. The Lord Jesus is looking for followers who realize that they are sinners and need a savior. These are his terms, and I can't change them. From Rich Cristiano comes Play the Flute, a powerful story on DVD available from VCY America for a donation of $18 or more. Call 1-800-729-9829. The Bible's teaching on self-defense, our topic today here on Crosstalk. Dr. David Brown is our guest, Pastor Emeritus of the First Baptist Church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And if you missed the information, again, if you'd like that uh, short uh, little booklet that addresses this issue, the Bible's teaching on self-defense, uh, just put a couple dollars in an envelope uh, and send it to First Baptist Church, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. And he'll be glad to uh, put that uh, booklet in the mail to you. Uh, and if you want information on the carry conceal class, send an email to Pastor David Brown at uh, Pastor David L Brown. That L's important. Pastor David L Brown at gmail dot com. Our phone number to crosstalk eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Just before we go to the phone lines, uh, Pastor, I know that there are those uh, uh, who are looking for. Uh, means for self-protection. I was looking at a number of uh, stories here of recent, of which uh, many times it's in parking lots that people are being confronted yes. uh, in, in different regards, going into a, a store or coming out or different settings like this or in parking garages. Gas stations. Gas stations. Uh, share with us some other thoughts about self-defense, if you would. Well, number one, uh, you, you need to be aware of your surroundings. Be very, very aware of your surroundings. Uh, if you are getting gas or someplace, make sure that your uh, car is locked and not left running. Um, uh, and you just have to be very cautious. Make sure you have your cell phone because uh, if you suspect something real hinky, not if somebody's coming after you, but uh, 911 you can call. But there's something uh, short of a gun that's called pepper uh, spray that you can get. Um uh, I, li- I like the pepper gel because it uh, adheres more. Uh, I carry a can of wasp spray in my van as well. That'll that'll work. You spray somebody in the face, it'll go 20 feet, uh, so you can do that. Um, sometimes I carry bear spray. There's something called a stun gun. They're not real expensive, uh, but they can uh, use that as well. So those are alternatives to perhaps a firearm. Uh, though you can legally own a firearm uh, and keep it in in your home uh, without a conceal and carry permit, but if you're going to carry it outside of your home, you do need a conceal carry permit in Wisconsin. Right, and and people across the states have different laws and yes. need to check locally or in their state. Some do have open carry or what's called constitutional carry right. in a number of states as well, and other states are very, very prohibitive as to... Yes, and if, if you have a Wisconsin uh, conceal and carry permit, uh, I would put it in a lockbox if you're driving through Illinois because they don't... Uh, uh, they're not reciprocity with us. Okay. Well, we'll take your calls here today. And uh, Pastor David Brown is our guest. We're going to begin in Lance, Michigan, and we have Zoltan calling. Hi, Zoltan. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, I, uh, the definition I use for murder is the unjust taking of life, which, of course, goes to what you described, you know, self-defense mm-hmm. and, and so forth. Now, you know, and I understand soldiers and police and so forth. I understand that the justice system, the state is set up, to carry out justice on behalf of God, representing us as people. Now, mm-hmm. I I don't like the discounting of vigilantism. In particular, I'll give you a great case. There was a guy, I don't remember if it was Gosnell or Tiller. The Tiller the baby killer or Gosnell. They were late-term abortion doctors that did thousands of these. Now, the state who has been empowered by God to carry out justice, did not carry out justice. A vigilante, a man I consider a hero, 
came in and he killed this guy. He didn't murder him. He killed him. And the most pathetic thing of all is he killed this man in a church. This man had no business stepping in the doorway, okay. much less in the pew. Okay, Ms. Zoltan, I think we've got your, the context of your com, your uh, your statement that you're making here. And by the way, I believe Kermit Gosnell is behind bars here at, at this particular point. Uh, Pastor, your response? I just think that that's, uh, that's, the government obviously didn't do his job, but it is not up to us to be a vigilante, so I would disagree in relationship to that. Uh, uh, the man will face God, and he will be in hell unless he repents and trusts Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. So you're saying God has given the government that responsibility? Yeah, that not us. Okay, thank you. Uh, we have uh, O'Neill in Phoenix, Arizona. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. God bless you both. Um, so I wanted to kind of make a comment and also kind of get some clarity in what uh, Pastor Brown was saying. Um, I, the, the context of the scripture in which he was um, elaborating on where Jesus told him to buy a sword, um, that would be under the law, would it not? And um, after Jesus died... Um, now grace would have came in. Um, Jesus says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. And also, is it not a spiritual warfare? As Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers. So is it we should arm the man or the spirit that is operating behind the man if we pray, then God will help great. deliver. Great. Thank you. Thank you for the call, O'Neill. And you've got s- several different things you put there. And let me just bring up the, the first matter that you brought. You're actually quoting from Matthew, which is earlier in Scripture than the passage you quoted from Pastor, uh, as it relates to, uh, uh, you know, uh, when he, he talks about... Uh, you know, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute and so forth. But the the passage of Matthew you quoted from it actually follows after that. Uh, well, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, um, the principle of uh, being able to defend yourself is there. The principle of war primarily established in the Old Testament, but carried through on the New Testament. Um, there's going to be war. Uh, and rumors of war throughout time. Mm-hmm. And so I just believe that God still allows self-defense. There certainly is a spiritual warfare, but that's a whole that's a whole other thing, Jim. If somebody's coming after you to kill you, you have a right to defend yourself. Let's go next to uh, Greg in Minnesota. Hi, Greg, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I, I really appreciate this program as a as a believer. I, I definitely believe in the Second Amendment, and I do have a permit to carry. And the thing I, I really find sad is, and I've go. There's a church I go to for they have different conferences, and I've been there. And I, you know, tell you what, let's go right right to, right to your question. Okay. I mean, as a as a Christian, I mean, it, it it's like so the Bible states. I mean, it's all right to defend ourselves, and I, you know, Amen. I'm Great. glad it is. That I, I glad it is right a right to defend ourselves, Jim. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Beth in West Dallas, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Uh, yes, first of all, I want to say, Dr. Brown, I so appreciate you, your insightfulness and your information you give us on many, many subjects. Um, the one thing, though, that I just want to touch base on, I did see the In Focus program last night, and then I'm listening today as well. But, you know, I looked up um, Wisconsin laws, and I think there needs to be a real big emphasis on Wisconsin laws when it comes to stun guns and tasers and even the pepper spray or knives. Because Wisconsin's very strict with a lot of these things, and I think people think, oh, I can just take one of my butcher knives and put it under my seat as protection. No, 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 no. And I think we need to really emphasize greatly on the legalities of these weapons of defense, because some people don't think they are. They're just my kitchen knife. But, you know, if something happens and you use it, Wisconsin law is not uh, very friendly to people that carry weapons. Well, uh, that's why we have the conceal and carry class, because it clarifies very clearly uh, the uh, right of self-defense in Wisconsin. And it is uh, legal to carry a knife uh, in uh, Wisconsin. I don't know about a butcher knife, but I know that uh, you can even carry a switchblade in Wisconsin. And this is where it's important because, again, we have people in many different states across the country to check with your local authorities, your attorney general's office, perhaps. And because uh, they're different in each state, so mm-hmm. 
if you are in one of the other many states that uh, uh, cross chalk uh, airs, uh, take a concealed carry class in that state. Right. Uh, don't follow the Wisconsin guidelines. Right. Thank you, Beth. <clears throat> Let's go to Chris uh, calling from Hayward, <clears throat> Wisconsin. You're on the air, Chris. Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Great show. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the whole uh, capital punishment thing. Genesis 9-6 is very clear. And we had an incident here about 12 years ago in, in Sawyer County, Wisconsin, where a guy down in the town of Radisson stabbed an elderly woman to death. She was 93 years old. You guys may may have heard the story. She was 93 years old, and he stabbed her to death while she was sleeping, and he was chanting satanic overtones. Well, he got life in prison, but the thing that makes me mad is this guy is sitting in prison like all you know, murderers and stuff, and my tax dollars are paying to keep him alive. Uh, it's like my pastor was saying, if we would take every murderer, convicted murderer in this country and get them executed, we'd clear out the jails, free up our tax dollars, and we would send a message to society that if you murder... Uh, this is what's going to happen, and I think the murder rates would drop precipitously if you know people like this guy who uh, were uh, executed right away, and my tax dollars didn't have to pay for this guy's three three meals and a bed. And that's my comment. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Okay, thank well, you the for truth call. the truth of the matter is, is when uh, Wisconsin uh, passed the conceal and carry uh, law, uh, it uh, it has it's ri- rising back up now, but knowing that people were carrying and could carry legally, it cut down on a lot of uh, uh, the thefts and things that took place because they knew that people might fire back. Yeah. Well, uh, this is uh, an issue uh, also that, uh, again, it's so important to stay abreast with what's happening within your state. And and there are some states that are with our broadcast today that have capital punishment and do carry it out, some very delayed in doing so, uh, others that are a little bit more active in it. Well, a capital punishment uh, loses its effectiveness if they have to wait 20 years uh, to be able to put somebody to death, 40 years to be able to put somebody to death after multiple appeals, multiple appeals. It says in the Bible, if it isn't carried out swiftly, their heart is uh, set in them to do evil. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk here on VCY America, our number 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. Phoenix, Arizona, Dave, you're on the air. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Jim, for your program today. I My question was, I've noticed uh, there's been a lot of people that homeschool, so us Christians that homeschool, and um, they get swatted, and uh, maybe David can speak to that. Um, is there any recourse, I mean, when they break your door down and come into your home? Well, you're talking about a couple different things. Swatted is often meaning that, that uh, somebody is making uh, some bogus charge that something's going on in your home. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, yeah. um, and they send the SWAT team. Sure, because of uh, somebody who made a, a improper nine one one call. Yeah, that you're homeschooling and you're a Christian, and you know that's good well. Perse- persecution is going to rise in the last days, and that's tragic. Uh, one of the things you don't want to do is respond to the SWAT team by pulling out your gun. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call. And and again, normally there's something when somebody SWATs, there is something much more involved in that this person is a homeschooler. Right. Uh, uh, there are allegations of abuse and other matters as well. We're just seconds away from the next break, so we're going to uh, not take a call till right after the break. We're talking with uh, Pastor David Brown. And again, if uh, you'd like to obtain his booklet, The Bible's Teaching on Self-Defense, just put $2 in an envelope uh, or write a check payable to First Baptist Church and mail it to First Baptist Church, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. If you miss that address, we'll give it one more time before we close out the program, and uh, so you'll be able to jot that down as well. Back in one minute here on Crosstalk on the VCY America Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Recently, a Michigan State Board member warned on video in their meeting that the Attorney General of Michigan, Dana Nessel, is pushing for 
a list of who homeschools. And he said this is a precursor to unwarranted home entry. My friends, this is very dangerous. Now you say, I don't live in Michigan, I don't know homeschool. Well, a lot of times what gets through the federal courts, in this case is likely headed to the federal courts, starts to set precedent for other states and eventually the whole nation if it goes to the right federal courts. And then, of course, this is a freedom of religion issue, a parental authority issue. So everybody in America should be concerned that they are looking to make a list of who homeschools in Michigan and the talk of unwarranted home entry. My friends, Christians are increasingly getting on lists. Be vigilant. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. David Brown with us today on the program, Pastor Emeritus of the First Baptist Church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, and uh, talking about the Bible's teaching on self-defense. Uh, periodically calls come into Crosstalk on this issue, and uh, please know this program will be up on our website, and you can access it and send links to others at uh, crosstalkamerica.com. should be posted within just a couple of hours from now, crosstalkamerica.com and uh, you'll be able to have access uh, to this program as well. If you do want a hard copy CD, we make those available for a donation of $6 uh, to cover our shipping as well as duplication costs here at VCY America. Let's go next to uh, Jim, who is calling from the state of Wisconsin. Jim, you're on the air. Hi, gentlemen. I do agree with that previous caller talked about capital punishment. I was just thinking about that the other day. So many people are on death row, and they should have been. Taken care of. But anyway, my question is uh, regarding Jesus telling his disciples to sell a garment and buy a sword. But later, most of those disciples were martyred. So my question is, as a believer, how do we know the difference between defending ourselves and laying down our lives as a martyr? Hmm. Well, there may be a time that you need to lay down your life as a martyr, but they laid down their life as a martyr for the most part because uh, either they were accosted by a crowd and martyred or... Uh, they were convicted by uh, the powers that be, and so they gave up uh, uh, gave up their life uh, willingly in relationship to that. Such as John Huss and, yes, and others. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, most of these countries, like overseas, I, I get the magazine Voice of the Martyrs. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a lot of them they don't have access to the kind of weapons that would protect themselves. Yeah. Yes, you know, from right. from a crowd or from from attack, so they're hey. martyred for their faith. So that's, that's, that's my right. question. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much for your call here today. And and uh, there's a difference when someone is coming one at one uh, self yes. to, to protect yourself, and uh, a, a different scenario if it's the the communist Chinese government or North Korea or yep. any other of these nations that are actually bringing about persecution as well. Uh, We're not saying that uh, the Apostle Paul should have pulled out some weapon to keep himself from being murdered. Right, right. Uh, Let's go to uh, Linda in Illinois. Linda, you're on the air. Yes. um, I wanted to bring up the fact that Illinois is trying to amend a U.S. Code 2742. It's about preventing private paramilitary act, in other words, church security teams. And they're trying to stop, basically stop or have government control over church security teams. Um, And I was wondering if they have tried this in Wisconsin yet. They haven't tried that in Wisconsin yet, but uh, Illinois is not a gun-friendly state. It's a very unfriendly state. Uh, state and so uh, they're trying to do with the liberals in control, uh, trying to take all the all, everything that they can take away from people to be able to protect themselves. Uh, they would like to take that away, and 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 the more they take away, seek to take away that right from 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 citizens, yes. we find their gun violence escalates. Yes, it does. Thanks for the call. Uh, we've got Tim in Oconomowoc. Uh, you're on the air. Yes. I uh, would like to thank you for taking my call and have a question pertaining to now when we say the government and what they're doing, as it stands, our government is uh, a long ways from what the Constitution, based on Judeo-Christian values, is doing. So if, if you're leaving it up to the government to protect you from 
somebody that's not directly breaking into your home, let's say they're breaking into the neighbor's home, do you feel you have a right to use deadly force if that's what's taking place, or do you have to wait until they come to your home? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I uh, would uh, take and call my uh, call my police department right away if they're breaking into the neighbor's home. Uh, but uh, if your life is not in danger, even if they're trying to steal your car or steal something like that, if your life is not in danger, um, you you cannot legally, and you'll end up in jail. You can't legally uh, use your gun. Thank you for your call here. We're going next to uh, Tom. And, Tom, you're on the air. Yes, I have a question. I, I'm not sure it's uh, exactly on topic, but in the book of Joshua, they're told to clear the land, the people that were already there, the promised land. And, and I would was wondering if you had any input on that particular subject, because it's somewhat perplexing to me. Uh, it, it's um, that that's an interesting, interesting thing, but that would not be considered a just war by the law today. Uh, and so, uh, biblically, God told them to do it, and they should have done it. I'm not sure what relative, what how relative that is for us yeah. today. Yeah, I, I would recommend to you a book from uh, another guest that we've had on Crosstalk, Usama Dakdok, exposing the truth about jihad. And he, so he takes one volume of the book, deals with uh, what about the the violence in the Bible and, and the, the questions like you just asked, and then another one pertaining to the Quran as well. That may be helpful to you. TheStraightWay.org. One last call. Uh, this is Randy calling in. Hi, Randy. You're on the air. Uh, hello, Jim. Yeah, I, um, well, <laughs> I, I know you've been talking about a concealed carry permit, and I know they have that here in Wisconsin, since I live in Wisconsin, but uh, this is not constitutional. Mm-hmm. According to uh, uh, the, the, the second part of the second uh, amendment, uh, the, 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 you're breaking up, brother. You're breaking up here on this, but I believe what here he's going is constitutional you know, carry. Constitutional carry. A lot of states have gone constitutional carry. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for Scott Walker, we wouldn't have conceal and carry. Hmm. Uh, so well, we don't have constitutional carry, and as long as we've got a Democratic governor, we're not about to. Well, friends, uh, let me just mention uh, again the book here. We're just down to 30 seconds. If you'd like to obtain the copy of the Bible's teaching on self-defense, uh, uh, send a donation of $2 to First Baptist Church. That's just covering the, the printing and the postage back to you. Uh, and uh, send that uh, with just a little note. Send us the self-defense booklet, First Baptist Church, P.O. Box 151, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, 53154. Pastor Brown, thank you for being with us. Yes, and if they want to be the Conceal and Carry class, Pastor David L. Brown at gmail.com. Send me an email. Send an email. He'll send you back more information concerning that course. Pastor, thanks for being with us. Thanks for a lot. And friends, thank you for joining us today. A hot topic of of concern to many, and uh, trust the program has been a help to you in that regard. Well, friends, we thank you for tuning in. Tell a friend also about the broadcast ministry. Comes your way each day here on the VCY American Network. God bless you. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.